everybody. Welcome to today and welcome to Death Valley Girls podcast. I'm Bonnie and I talk to heroes about what excites them and we also talk about the mysteries of the universe. This week we have back our first interviewee hero, Ricky Watson, Ricky Sticks of Death Valley Girls. She's our drummer and we came on here because we wanted to discuss anxiety and how that manifests in the body. Um, kind of feel like a lot of people don't realize that they have anxiety and are desperately trying to avoid it. And so we wanted to talk about it in our personal lives and just so maybe it can help anybody else that's experiencing this know that it's normal, there's a name for it, and there's millions of ways to cure it or at least tame it. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Ricky Sticks. <laughs> Hi. Hi. It, I can see, but maybe not everybody can see that you're in your new house in the mountain. Congratulations. Check out this view. Uh, she is looking, or we are looking at the forest, not just any forest, but the Big forest thing. in autumn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a lot of fun with you this last weekend up here just walking around and seeing all the color changes and hiking and the storms and being in the cloud and just it was so awesome (laughs) it's so cool I need I think like I need a report back uh every Friday or every every oh Wednesdays when you water plants every Wednesday because it was like for everybody that's not in the mountain we were there last week or two weekends ago and it was like 20% 20% fall and then this weekend it's like 60% fall and then I don't know if it just keeps with that rate or what but it's amazing yeah, I think all the oak leaves will just start to fall off and it'll pretty much look dead uh for a while and that's cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is cool um, we uh, had a little scare this morning though I can't what happened uh we went on a walk like we normally do in the morning and the dogs were barking pretty crazy barking I couldn't understand what was going on but I was like let's go over there and we were surrounded by coyotes no way oh my god what time at 7 a.m it was like and Ludo my dog for everybody he's a like three-year-old lab that weighs probably like 85 pounds and he's kind of the angel from heaven yeah he's like got this like this is my territory so he like ran after one of them and I was like, get back here. And yeah. uh, he came right back, but he like was, he scared him like kind of where they backed up. Cause there was Whoa. like seven of them. Oh and my I, God. I didn't feel scared after that. I was scared that he was maybe going to run after one and then like take up off the mountain. And like, I wouldn't, would have to go follow him or something, but no, he like chased him off and they kind of like backed up and then they kind of followed us, but they were kind of doing their own thing. Um, and he came right back and he was just kind of chasing them. If they came near, he would just kind of chase it and then it would run. And then he would just come right back. It was like, perfect. Wow. That's insane. It was pretty wild. I'll be honest. That is crazy. So have you ever seen them during the day before? Um, usually in the morning or like right at dusk, right? Like either right when the sun's coming up or going down, but we got back. Cause I was like, we're going home. Yeah. There was a bunch on the trail right here. And I've never seen that at 8 a.m. So I think they're just getting hungry. I think everybody's ready for hibernation. It's like the last, I mean, I don't think they fully hibernate, but I think it's like last ditch effort to get food. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that's crazy. It's pretty wild. I've never been in the middle of like five coyotes before. Yeah, I don't think most people have. I think that's crazy. And that's so cool, though, that, you know, he's like, because for anyone that doesn't know Luda, he's like such a good boy, but he's a puppy and he's a dog. So it's like you don't you can't totally know what what he's going to do to protect you, protect himself, protect Bailey. You never know. Yeah, um, Bailey just stayed my 11 month, 11 year old, excuse me, dog just stayed close. And Ludo just, yeah, he was, he was perfect. Like it was such a good experience because we live in the forest, you know? So yeah, wild. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And that's also good to know. Cause I always think like there's certain times where it's, you're safe from other things, but it's nature. It's not like there aren't rules or at least there aren't rules that we know, or I know <laughs> at the very it's least there it's their territory. Really? You know, if you think about it, like we're on their grounds, especially during that time, you know? Yeah. Are they, are they giant now with like They're their giant cause they have their winter fur it's crazy. So they've been, you know, their metabolism slow. So they probably like, they're not so you know, summer fun, but yeah. And they, they almost look like wolves. It's crazy. That's what I was going to ask. Like, it do you crazy? I guess are wolves in different parts than coyotes? I don't, I think wolves don't come down as close. I think they stay up pretty high. Um, but yeah, it was, and, but I wasn't scared after, after Ludo came right back after chasing off the first one, he turned around and came right back. I thought, eh, it's okay. We're Dude, okay. I know that's so cool. And like today, all days like uh just trickster pisces yeah or not pisces uh what's it called uh scorpio that i feel like that's the sign of the coyote like little trickster um but yeah that's so crazy i'm glad you guys are okay um and so exciting like uh Today we found out like the most exciting thing in my world is today we found out um, Tommy always drags me to this one house like every day, every morning. She just wants to go to this house and like it makes the dog in the house just start barking. And I feel really bad because it's so annoying, I'm sure, for the people in the house. But finally, today we went like extra early on the walk and they were taking the dog for a walk and we met her boyfriend that she's only ever seen from or only ever smelled um, we met her boyfriend, whose name is Bruno. He's like a black and white Muppet. He's so funny looking. And she That's just dog in the window. Yeah. Well, she hadn't ever seen him. It was oh, like, there's no window. Him. Yeah. Wow. Just smelled him. And like today, big stuff today. I'll send you the video. It's so funny. She's Aww. just like, cause when he first came up, she was just like, she like went the other way. And I was like, are you kidding? Like, this is what you've been you know, like dragging me to see. And it's maybe been like, I mean, maybe as long as I've been here, like a year or something, it's like big stuff today, big stuff in the dog canine um, community, I guess all around. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Good stuff. Nice start to the day. Um, But I guess, yeah, as I wanted, we were up at the forest and we were talking, um, and I'm getting the meanest look right now from Tommy. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, we were talking and we learned so much this weekend and we always do. Um, and I think that uh, we will come back to that just like fact of learning and all that stuff. And um, that it happens like every week. And um, But I feel like particularly this weekend, we learned so much stuff. And in the middle of it, we realized that... Um, 
neither one of us knew that we had extreme anxiety um, until it was like too late, until it was too late, until the border of safety had been breached. Um, And I guess we were like, oh, man, I wonder if anyone else is like suffering in some way from this same thing and doesn't like doesn't just know that it's a one, it's a physiological response, like um, anxiety, your body is actually doing stuff for uh, like evolutionary evolutionarily has learned to do these things to make you scared of coyotes, um, to make you scared of, you know, or to know, to be protected, like this shiver goes down my spine. That means blah, blah, blah. But I think in like movies and everything we see and all of the stuff we have access to so far, it's just been like, there's these extreme signs. Um, but when you're having a feeling, there isn't like a sign that pops up and is like, this is anxiety. This is happiness. This is this, this is that. So it's really hard to know. And so we decided, as you know, that we wanted to discuss um, our journey, um, our journeys, figuring this out and just, yeah, just so anyone else that's like, doesn't know what's going on in their body can know that that's what's happening. And it's not something um, unusual or abnormal. Yeah. I mean, I think we were talking about how, when we were kids, you know, it's like you, if you're, if you had acne all over your face, even then sometimes parents wouldn't take you to a dermatologist to get help. And they think it's just a phase that you're going to grow out of. And I think when you're young, you've heard the word anxiety or depression and depression has like very significant symptoms, but anxiety can range and from all different symptoms. And so many people can be so different. And I think that a lot of times we don't even realize we're having anxiety. And that's kind of what happened to me is um, I get really shaky. Like that's all it was. Yeah. Like, functional. You know, I, I could keep a job for job for long periods of time. Um, but I'd be in, in situations where like I'd be in a social setting and I would just like shake like my body, like no one else would know it, but me, but like underneath my, you know, my calves, I would just kind of tremble. And then I was like, that's weird. And I um, would get on planes and it would just like feel like when a dog's in a corner and they're, they're scared and they tremble. That's how I felt. And um, I had some life stuff happen. And I actually went to the doctor and told them, Hey, I'm shaking. Like, is this pre Parkinson's or is this like, and she's like, what's going on in your life? And she's like, I think you have anxiety, like diagnosed it like that. And I was like, I don't think it's anxiety. I think I just, (laughs) I'm just like having, like I'm trembling or she's like, no, it's anxiety. So, um, she put me on a prescription medication called Celexa been on it for probably six years of my life. And really the only thing I ever wished is that I would have known about it sooner Cause it's something that I just, it's helped me so much in my life. Like it was night and day. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the physiological effect of like your, your vital signs. Um, yeah. Your, you know, the smart stuff. Right. Like health. biologically. What's yeah. Happening. Tell them. Well, you're just, your heart rate speeds up when you're having anxiety attacks, but you can also have like spikes in anxiety, but you can also have like, um, just a rise in anxiety level, depending on what your life situations are, you know? And 
for me, it was, yeah, in the morning I'd wake up and I'm like, maybe I'm low sugar or maybe I shouldn't. And caffeine's a big part of it. Right. Cause it's yeah. like, that can kind of spike your heart rate and all that. But, um, and I find, I found myself, you know, turning to substances, maybe having a beer, like before we went on stage, I'd feel that, um, yeah. I'd go out into a social setting I'd feel it more. And I think, you know, we were talking like too, like, all the people that have maybe turned to something else that wasn't healthy when in fact it was just anxiety and I'm pro medicine, you know, it's, it's, that's tough to say, but (laughs) I don't want to, I don't want to be like, you should go get medicine if you're feeling this way. Cause I know there's a lot of things out there, but I will say it changed my life. Yeah. So much. Well, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think that that's really, really cool. Um, thing that you said that the only thing you wish is that you did it sooner. Cause I feel like, for me too, there's this like, especially now people are all doctors, like everyone's a doctor and they know so much about everything and like online. And, and what I was telling you before is that podcast I was listening to when I came up to you is like, it makes sense that everyone's skeptical of our healthcare. Like the system is fucked up and it's totally bad. And it makes sense that people ask their friends because it's or ask their family because it's so expensive and so confusing and it doesn't, it isn't integrated in any way. Like, like it is in other countries. I I don't know how it is everywhere, but I know here it's not like, what's your diet? Like I've had issues where I've had like a stomach ache for two weeks and they don't even ask about diet. It's just like, it has nothing to do with that. It's just like, here's some pills and you know, and you, it's not anyone's fault. Like we're not taught it, but I think that um, something about about especially like mental health stuff is people think that there's like an amount of exercise you can do, an amount of healthy eating you can do, an amount of whatever. But if you have that underlying thing, like I do too, it's like nothing helped um, until I took medicine. And it's not it's not something for everyone, and not all anxiety again is like a problem. But I think realizing it more and more and more it's it's so much easier to like kind of numb it when it comes like it's and it's so fun and I I loved it like you know having a drink or doing just anything to avoid it but I guess the main thing I would say is if you notice yourself avoiding yourself at all costs that might be anxiety you know I mean it's crazy like I had a friend who was who became an addict And when we started talking about like the reasons why she started drinking in the first place, it was all based on, she would, we would be on tour, we'd get into a town, the anxiety would now, you know, the load in, where do we load in? How do we set up? Like all the things that happen and it free alcohol. Right. And so you just, you just start drinking and that helps a little bit, but then the next day alcohol makes it worse. Right. Yeah. Like this cycle that you're trying to break. And I think a lot of people, and we don't recognize it. She didn't even know until after, like she was way deep. Yeah. Well, totally. Cause that, that's a cycle in itself. And sometimes just having any cycle is easy, you know, and is safe. And like, um, I, I totally get that. Like, um, it's just really hard to like face a feeling, but I never realized until, Now, as I'm like coming close to being, you know, whatever, like a little bit closer to off of one kind of medicine is like feelings. I think 
people are just trying to avoid them all the time. I think that that's like everyone is doing everything to avoid their feelings, which I understand. They don't they feel funny, like it's weird and it like comes fast and you can't control it for a second. But then it like goes away so fast. And for me, I think I've only had feelings for like a month or something now. Can't remember exactly, but it's like it's like it's crazy to me how far I went and how deep I got into trying to avoid this stuff. That's like, it's, it's almost like so much, it's not as much fun, but it's a lot easier to just feel it and then let it go than to constantly try to numb it down. Cause what I found from numbing it down for 100 years is like, then that's what depression is. And like, there is no kind of hope in that state of like, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's okay. Or just like, I'm so sad. I don't want to leave my room. Um, And yeah, it's so weird. You know, that's interesting because it's like from someone that had, you know, 40 hour a week teaching career bands and moving and all the things that happen. I think a lot of our society is like, we don't have time for feelings. I don't have time to sit down and be like, oh man, this hurt my feelings or yeah. something, you know, something happened where I didn't feel right about it. Or, you know, I, I, you can always make excuses, either you're too busy or you're around other people and you don't want to bring the group down, which happens a lot on tour. Yes. Um, or you want to be tough, right? That was kind of, I think for me is like, I try to tough out so many situations. I was always like the tough girl. That's like the tomboy that, played sports and did, you know, all the, you know, stuff that's supposed to be like societal of, you know, just be tough. And my, my dad and mom always really instilled that, like, just be tough. And so you're not like allowed to feel those feelings. And I think, you know, now that I've been on medication, I do have to be a little careful about that because just like turning to alcohol, sometimes you know, especially if you're really like anxious and you take too much medication, like as prescribed, you can numb stuff to stuff out too. So you have to be really careful with that balance of like not feeling it to where you're having like symptoms to where you're really uncomfortable. Cause that's, yeah. how, that's where I got versus like, Hey, you know what? Like I, I actually felt like I had more empathy when I started taking um, the medication, believe it or not, because I had more control over it. Like yeah. I, I would lose control the second I let anything in. It was like a floodgate. Yeah. But now it's like, I have way more control over like my breathing and like how my body responds. Like if you've ever been in a conversation with someone where you're really nervous, <laughs> you have no, you know, you have no yeah, control, totally. You know? That's a, that's a really good point and analogy. And it's funny. Cause I, I can totally relate where you're just like, oh, my. Just, yeah, you can't breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you, like everybody, you know, it's like every everything, everybody, every situation. Um, you just yeah, you're you're way more in control. And I think a lot of it is changing biologically what's happening, you know? Yeah. Well, I think that's a good point. I like that you bring up about like um like wanting to be tough and stuff like that. Cause it's like somehow I don't, 
it like I, I totally relate to that. And that's exactly what I thought. It's just it's cool to not have feelings, man. It's cool to not care. And then it's like now I'm like, oh, it's so cool to care. Um, and but I don't feel any less tough. You know what I mean? Like I feel right. like we didn't ever learn that like you can be tough and have feelings. That just wasn't like and you're right. You I mean, yeah, if you work so much like you don't have time for it. But I think a big other part is that like feelings don't like something sometimes happens. And then right away, you're like, that made me sad. But like more often than not, you're just gonna like, find yourself trying to go to sleep and remember something that happened a week before and be like, Oh, shit, that really bothers me. And then you're like, gotta go to sleep. And then you just kind of like keep a little piece of it with you until you like, I think I, I don't know. I don't think there's a formula, unfortunately, breaking news. There's no formula. But I think like w- one helpful thing, I think, is like. Knowing that your mission is trying to get better every day and knowing like your mission is trying to get even better every month and knowing your mission is like not wanting to feel bad and live with some sort of like um I always forget this word. What is it when you're like, not too much of this Mu- moderation. moderation. <laughs> I'm like, moderation dude, is my favorite. I know I'm like the worst <laughs> at moderation in the world, but it's like, I think, yeah, if you, I don't think you can get rid of feelings. And yeah, I'll say is that I totally was like, taking a lot of medicine because I knew I had to work through a lot of shit and I was like I'll just take more so this is gonna be really hard so I'm gonna take medicine and the doctor's like good idea yeah take more medicine um while you work through this and then it was like I was just like I noticed oh my god I've been like totally depressed for three months I haven't felt anything I don't want to do anything I don't like anything like you know like even like it's like, what would you want to do if you could have anything? It's like, I don't nothing. I don't want yeah. anything. Yeah. And wow. then it was, and then it was just like, oh, you can't work through stuff if you're numb. Like you can't do anything. And did you get off your medication then, Vaughn? Or did you just like, like, what did you do at that? Like once you realized that you were over medicating and that you were going down that path? Well, yeah. Is that I did like I didn't. It, and it's so funny because it seems so obvious now, but I was like, I, that's, and that, yeah, I guess I'm just figuring out today is that I was like, I think I need a different medicine. Um, so I called the doctor or whatever, made an appointment. I was like, I think I need a different medicine. This one's making me like depressed. And I, mm-hmm. I know I'm depressed too, but it's not helping. And then she was like, just go, you can't just stop taking medicine and you have yeah, to talk to a doctor. Yeah. yeah you got to talk to a doc before you change it. But I was just like, I think it's the medicine. Um, And she was like, okay, go down off of that. And she said, do it super fast. And I was like, no way. And then, yeah, it was like supposed to be like 10, go down 10 milligrams a week. But after the first, like from 30 to zero and whatever, from 30 to 20 was insane. I was like, yeah, like you didn't know what anxiety was until Mm -hmm. you get off your medication. Exactly. Yeah. That's the craziest thing. So weird. Yeah. I was shit. That's what anxiety is. Yeah. Cause I was like, I'm, I don't just like, just so stale, so dull, have no feelings. And then I was like, oh shit. And every like 
everything, everything that we, I think it was like, that was like during the time we went to Reno, I think, Mm -hmm. but it was like, all that was really different. If I'm being honest, like on the outside was like, I just like was crying sometimes. And I was like, what's coming out of my eyes? Like, and sometimes I would just be, have, I just had feelings all of a sudden. And I was scared that, um, that was just the beginning and then it was just going to keep happening. But I've gone down now to just 10 and like, feel like this is a really good amount for me where, um, it's like a super low dose for anyone. This is like the lowest medicine I've been in like a million years, but it's, I can feel stuff. And, but the main thing that I can feel that I've never felt naturally is anger. Um, and anger is like, what helps you to stop stuff. And like, I hate, I hate anger. I hate being I never, mad. I hate being mad too. <laughs> I hate it too. I, I understand. You know? Yeah. It's just so uncomfortable and you never, no one else, like, it seems like other people that get mad, their whole goal is to get you to be as mad as them, but that's right. not possible. You can't ever feel the same way as anyone else about anything. But for some reason, I've noticed people don't like it if you're not the exact same amount and the exact kind of mad as them. And that's how I feel. I'm like so mad, but it's just for me. And I have to figure out how to get rid of it. And it's like, fudge. Now we got to do some work with our medication. Like, Yeah, it's crazy, but uh, it's, yeah. Like I, it's kind of like any other medication that you would take consistently is I think you have to try different ones. I got lucky. I hated it at first. I will say. Yeah. It made me really tired. Cause I think I was just like hovering at a really high manic state. Yeah. So long that when I got on it, um, I was really tired and I was like, this sucks. And like, I want, you know, <laughs> yeah. I want to get more done and I want to be zooming around the house. And then I, it kind of mellowed out and I realized, God, a lot of the stuff, a lot of that manic frantic vibe is just anxiety. Yeah. Well, do you even remember how long you felt tired or different for? Um, a month. Okay. Like, I think maybe it was like six weeks. What's really cool. And this has been the biggest awesome accomplishment of my journey is, you know, finding out that like depression and anxiety and, you know, all those different types of disorders, a lot of the times are genetic. And when I started talking about my anxiety and how I was going to get on medication, I had a panic attack um, that really prompted me. Like I was having trouble breathing. It was my first time I'd ever had one. And I was like, something's not right. And then the shakiness. And so I went in and they put me on something, you know, started working within four to six weeks where I really liked it. And then my mom being older, she's happy birthday. I turned 68 today. Yay. Happy birthday, Marty. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. (laughs) I started talking to her about my anxiety because we never had those conversations. Yeah. You know, it was like, no. And I, and I, when I was on my medication, I could see her when she'd get anxious and I knew she didn't even know what that was. I yeah. knew that she didn't understand that that was anxiety. She was like, it's frustration or I'm tired or I'm angry, you know? And it's like, and I was like, mom, what if, what if you got on medication, you know, just, just to help. And then we, and then go through the healing process, but it helps you really like 
you know, kind of narrow down your feelings, right? Totally. Angry. Am I mad? Um, And uh, she got on it and she loves it. And then my aunt's wife um, is, you know, taking care of my aunt who has, you know, some, some mental stuff. And she was really anxious when she has to take care of her and she got on it. And so like, it's been a really great and, and like, we're just functioning so much better as a family. We can talk about things that maybe would have, we wouldn't have been able, we've been afraid to talk about. Yeah. It's like, it's coming from a different place and it just feels really good. But yeah, I mean, I, I still get really angry. I still, <laughs> but it takes me a while to get there. I'm not just popping off at every little thing like I used to. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. that that's, that's a big thing. That's also like, I remember before I took medicine, I was just like, I don't want to like, I hate everything about my life. I don't like myself. Um, everything is the worst, but I don't really want to change. And like, I'm scared if I take this, it's going to take away the parts of me. I like, um, I like that. I like, cause everyone that's bipolar loves parts of the mania. It's fucking fun. And you know, and it's hard to, it's hard to discern what's mania and what's inspiration. So obviously I'm going to love that. But, uh, it was like, I wrote down all the things I didn't want to lose. Um, and those are all the things I gained, like, you know, in a weird way, it's like, it's like, I don't want to be different. And it was like, you don't change. It's just like the scope of your discomfort changes. I think is like, you know, mine was purely physical. Yeah. Like mentally I was more control of my emotions. Um, and like I said, I almost felt like I got more empathetic, but like my physical uncomfortableness. Yeah. Like I remember we'd be like in situations where, on tour where I would normally get really anxious where I couldn't even put on my makeup because I'd be so scared before a show and now I'm like I'm still nervous I still like get those pre-show jitters but I'm like controlled and yeah and like you know and it just really and to the point where you have fun with it like you can actually like make it a fun part of the I was gonna say part of the procedure but yeah part of the procedure (laughs) you know and yeah. I mean, I, it's like, it's hard to stand, you know, on a public forum and be like, I'm pro medicine, but, and I, you know, I, maybe it's not for everybody. Um, but like you're on a lower dose right now and you're feeling more and more anger, but maybe you can get to that point to where you can find the right medication and find the right, right dose where you're not just numbing it out. You know, I, cause I've been there like my, when my dad passed away, man, ugh, I took, I'm not even supposed to say this publicly. I'm sure. I mean, you can say anything you want and you don't have to say anything you want. I mean, I took so much medication. And I think that that's totally normal and And totally fair. That's the only way I could have gotten through it, Bon. Dude, I think that that is. That was it. Totally normal. I think a lot of people, that's the first thing that happens is they're given like Ativan or even in yeah. movies like Valium like you get that you get that fight or fight the epinephrine and you you can't think clear you can't like make decisions and it's and like eventually I was like oh my gosh but it, it was the only way like you know I even told my brother I was like thank god cuz he wasn't he wasn't on medication and you can't just give somebody your medication like that. Obviously that's illegal. And this is like a big deal to do, but I, 
I was like, oh my gosh, it's the only way I'm able to be present here right now. And I was very thankful for it, really. For sure. Well, I think that that's, that's a, a totally different situation in, in the sense that I think that doesn't call for moderation. That doesn't yeah. call for anything other than surviving till the point where you can survive again and that so was sorry and then you back off into like I'm at a, a lower dose too and it's it works I can tell two days if I forget it yeah oh I'm shaking you know? <laughs> I'm shaking. crazy I start like I can't yeah well that's another thing and, and thank you for sharing all of that yeah. and it's it's I feel really like grateful to watch like such a strong person be so strong and like, um, just everything you do, but, uh, you know, you, you just, you really are in touch with yourself, which is amazing. And like, um, I don't think not just you're in touch with yourself, but you're a bomb ass bitch and it's cool to watch you. Cause it's none of us really know. It's like I said, it's just like when you get sick or something, there isn't like, you don't wake up and like a balloon falls down that says like, you're sick today. And then, you know, it's like, I you have to. Yeah, well, not with this. And like, if we stay in the anger stage, like you were saying for too long, it does affect us, you know? Yeah. We just want to be the best versions of ourselves, And whether that would mean, you know, tanking zinc or for, you know, to fight off, you know, COVID when you're on tour, or whatever. So you don't get COVID, like all these things that we're doing, I think it's just part of it. Um, I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of taking it, you know? No. And I think just like for anyone that is like, I mean, it's totally fair to think like, fuck that. I would never take medicine. I, I think you like, hopefully people will know when they have, at least for me, it was like, I tried for like 10 years by myself without medicine, um, smoking weed, like every 10 minutes or whatever what doesn't weed almost make it worse I mean I I think probably I think weed really works for some people like anything I think like I'm sure like meth works for some people I don't like (laughs) you know what I mean like it's there's something for everyone and we definitely like helped me just like you're saying it's like if you're desperate for like um motivation to stay alive like that and weed is all you can get that's awesome um but like I yeah I think that there is just like this weird thing around trusting big pharma or whatever and it's like yeah you don't have to trust that you don't have to trust anybody just trust yourself that you can like breathe and like try I don't know that's just how I feel it's like the more you make something about not you um, and the more you make it about against something else, the less you're going to become like whole again. And what's funny. Yeah. It's like the Laura yesterday was like, I, I went to our, our, our band healer. And she was like, uh, this is really funny. I don't know if I told you, but she's like, she's like, you need to eat meat. Are you a vegetarian? And I was like, yeah. And she's like, dude, you need to, you just, they're telling me like, you need to eat meat. Why aren't you? And it was just like, I was kind of playing it through in my mind. She's like, not chicken and fish. You need to eat meat. And I was like, Oh God, you know, like that seems crazy. But 
what's funny is I realized like, I'm not doing that. Like my body, I went to doctors. They were like, eat meat. I got blood tests for something else. They're like, you need meat. Like all of this stuff is like, so many people are like, dude, you just need meat. And I'm like, I'm concerned about the future, you know? And then I realized this is so off topic. Sorry for everybody else, but it's just something so funny. I realized is like, like I'm not taking this or whatever is I kind of realized like one way to look at meat that I haven't ever looked at it where I'm trying to get to, to like do it is like, like I'm this animal and like, um, (laughs) and like, I'm a carnivore and I'm just gonna like, you know, like I need you to like survive. I need blood and I need cow. And just in my mind, I like a coyote. That's yeah. I've been trying to think all day. Like I'm a predator. I just eat burgers. Like just because I keep like thinking like, you know, like you want, you know, you want to do the uh, moral or whatever, or not even moral, but you want to do different things that are trying new things out that are good for the environment. But I've been like sitting there all day, just like you're a carnivore. I love that. I love that it took Laura telling you not (laughs) doctors. Like all the doctors. I mean, I deal with a lot of doctors and, you know, just like anything else in the world, there's good doctors and there's not good doctors. Yeah. You just have to find someone you trust. The problem with getting a lot of the stuff we need is it only comes from like certain like doctors and like, you know, people can only (laughs) prescribe this stuff. It's like, oh, you know. Yeah. You can't just go to a healer, which is hard because it's like, I trust, I trust Laura. I trust yeah. much, you know, and totally. like, you need to do this, this, and this. And I'd be like, hell yeah. That's what <laughs> do, you know? Yeah. Well, I was like, I, I mean, I was pretty specific about it. Cause it's like, yeah, it's that I've just known it's like, cause of lack of energy, all of these things that are like, even energetically just being like, oh, I am. Um, an animal eater or whatever you know it's like a powerful thing but it's just funny like these things that are just created in our own minds like um not that that's not real and I think it's so cool to be vegan and vegetarian and I think it's so cool to eat what you fucking want and I think it's so cool to eat what you don't want sometimes and just like scarf down some a lot of Reese's pieces in the cabin, but, um, (laughs) but yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Just, I'm just trying to self care. I mean, this is all (laughs) part of it, right? Like, what is it? So spiritually, physically, mentally, intellectually, socially, right? What's that? Just like your five parts of yourself that if you can balance those, you're healthy, right? So someone who's like, spends all day, eight hours a day in the gym, probably doesn't have a good spiritual outlook on life. Mentally, you know, if you're not taking care of your mental health, but you're spiritually good, it's like this balance, right? And so, and, and all those things, it's like, we're constantly trying to find like a balance with all those. And I think, mentally gets overlooked one of the most you know think about it like when I was a teacher um because I had some pretty major mental health stuff in my family and you know growing up always thought my family was perfect and like my parents were married for 23 years so my parents didn't go through a divorce 
till I was in college. And, um, but we had some pretty significant, like other people in our family that suffered really bad mental health. And, you know, I did a lot of research on it. I remember when I went to school, I like wrote about depression and I was never wanting to be a therapist, but I wanted to learn about that. And when I was a teacher, I really tried to incorporate a lot of those lessons into my classroom because I wanted my kids to talk about it. And I was so open with them. It was like, I'm on medication. I had a panic attack and shakes and I went and got help. And I've had kids come to me after class that were like, I think I have really bad anxiety. And I'm like, you, you should tell your parents. Yeah. Like, I think it's anxiety or go talk to the counselor at school. Cause they have so many resources, but a lot of kids were like, I've never thought about talking about it. I never thought about that. I didn't realize well, there was anything I could do. Yeah. That right? goes back to what you were saying about like acne or something. It's like when you're a teenager, particularly everyone's like, that's just what happens. It's a phase. It's teenage angst. And you're like, yeah. This doesn't feel teenagers. Yeah, whatever. You'll get over it. Or you're, it's just a phase. You're not really goth. <laughs> just <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just kidding. But Go like, off, mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not still a phase anymore, is it? But no. yeah, I think it's just any age you are, I think it's easy to brush off. Um, Cause we, we're still, and it's crazy, but we're still learning breaking news. Your mental health is your physical health. Your physical health is your mental health. And it's like, we're taught so much how to take care of our physical health, kind of, or not even. It's easier to see, right? And, that, and that's like everybody's point in mental health is like, you can see when you have, you know, right. bruising or, you know, swelling or Bailey hit me in the eye. <gasps> you have a black eye. Bailey scratched me this morning. With her paw? Mm-hmm what okay it's not a big deal but like you can see that shit yeah see when I'm angry and don't want to get out of bed and don't understand (laughs) why yeah 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 that's why you went into physical health or physical health is easy to fix yeah you know but then I get into a room where I'm over sudden overwhelmed and I feel like heat coming up here and I get a rash the next day and I don't feel good and I have a really bad headache and I feel irritable. I'm like that. It's like, I just chop that up to like, I'm just on tour. I'm tired. It's like, right. Or like, maybe I ate something. <laughs> it's never like, yeah, we're trying to, yeah. It's harder to see that it's your mental health. You know, would you say that physical healing is linear? And Oh, that's a good question. Well, like a lot of times if you have a physical ailment, like if you have to have surgery or, you know, cancer patients, it's that mental health when you don't feel good, like when you don't eat right, right? Like if you're lactose intolerant and you want to eat a bunch of ice cream, (laughs) you know, but I think... I I think they're so together, but I also think they're really different, you know, because you can have, you know, a torn rotator cuff, but if you're, you know, strong mentally, like I've seen, I've seen it so crazy. I had two girls tear their ACLs back to back, same sport, same doctor did the repairs, same age, same rehab facility. I mean, you could not match these girls up and they tore them within like two weeks apart. One girl gets out of surgery 
and she's motivated and she's at therapy every day. She's getting up, she's in pain physically, but maybe she just doesn't have the genetic trait of depression and, or maybe she's not going through other stuff, but she's focused. She gets there every day. She gets back. Whereas this other girl, you know, doesn't come to therapy as often starts, you know, having some problems now has like secondary pain because she's not getting full range of motion soon enough. And then it just, and then she has to like quit the team and she was, you know, it just like completely spirals the mental health is linear in that situation to physical healing and physical, um, all that. But I, I think they're also very separate too. I think I don't, I honestly don't know. No, I, I was just curious. Cause we're like, I think for us, we're yeah. really learning a lot about the emotional, mental, yeah. spiritual shit where it's like, this is not linear. This shit is a crazy spiral. And it's yeah. like when you, and it's not like, yeah, one and done, but I guess maybe neither is physical because it's not, it's not separate. It's, it's not just like, it all seems like it's the same, but it all seems like you also have to work on each of them individually and focus on each one of them individually for them to be good for each other. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like spiritually, I can't, I can't be my best version and, and rise and manifest if I'm, mentally not taking my medication i'm gonna be yeah. honest yeah no for sure you know i know I mean? yeah like, i mean and to be perfectly fair like while whilst i'm getting in touch with my feelings and like learning so much and i'm becoming like shockingly like a different person my house has gone to complete fucking shit because like without medicine I don't have the space to both take care of outside my head and inside my head um at this point I'm okay with uh I'm so focused on inside my head that I can tolerate this but at a certain point it's gonna be like you wonder why you're disorganized like look at your desk look at your like yeah, <laughs> but well Ricky I could just see you with all your drawings and all your pens and it's dude <laughs> well, I made little ghost like birthday presents. So there's like all this paint stuff, all the four different kinds of paint markers everywhere. Like seriously, the dumb, like if you came in here, you'd be like, is this a preschool? It is just so there is like fabrics all over the place. Like just tr- like little doodles of uh, to call jack-o'-lanterns. And then like a- all of our different trips we've taken everything's still in the different bags like oh, maybe we're gonna go back to reno I put that in a closet <laughs> <laughs> that's a really that's a good technique but i guess well what i didn't realize is um i guess this is coming out before something else comes out so but so i don't think we'll talk about that okay. but as a person um as a person as a ricky as as um as an october human uh as someone that's like almost at the top of the mountain looking at a lake that appears out of nowhere (laughs) is there anything else you would like to tell to the humans of the internet or i guess i don't know i guess excitement is the same as anxiety (laughs) 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 that's what i feel i feel so much excitement um 
for what's going to be announced for those just stay. I mean, I don't like, I don't want to be like, Oh my God, stay tuned. It's going to be amazing. Uh, But yeah, I think that's fair. Hard work has paid off a lot of what we're going through mentally, all the mental struggles, all the spiritual struggles, like everything's we're getting better and better every day. We're working hard. We, I feel like, the people that we've surrounded ourselves with, you know, really we're learning so much and um, I'm just so excited. I'm anxious, but I'm really excited. And I, you know, I'm just, I couldn't feel like I'm in a better place than I am right now. Like as an October person. Yay. Yeah. I feel the same way, you know? Yeah, I do. I'm, I do. I'm so happy to October with you. And, um, I can't wait to check in maybe on here afterwards. I don't know. Something, something is going to happen. Yeah. Um, something might happen. That might be. <laughs> wow. Um, so the, yeah, just, I'm just glad that we were able to, to share our experience. And if it changes one person to maybe go and speak to a professional, um, you know, try not to get on the Google forums about this stuff because I think you can get down a wormhole where you know you're not I think you just have to go talk to someone in person and there's a lot of things out there if you don't have good health insurance like too I think there's you know different um, companies that can help and all that so yeah for sure I don't know uh, if I will link them but google that google how to find it but don't don't be your own doctor don't be your own doctor. Um, well, thank you so much for coming here I and sharing you. your story. I know it's going to help someone. Yay. I, I love you. I love you too. Bye. Bye.